Thanks for joining us on the latest edition of Inside Campbell Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Evan Budgerbich. This conversation features one of the most passionate and high-energy players maybe ever in the women's basketball program. It's Janice Washington. She played from 97 to 2001 and was part of that 2000 TAC championship team that made it to the NCAA tournament. Janice, though, stuck around in the creek. She spent 10 years as an assistant coach over a couple of stints, including her most recent run up to 2015. During her career, Janice ranked third in all-time assists for Campbell women's basketball, and the 5-1 point guard sure made a name for herself up and down the tack. So with that, let's dive right in and talk to Janice Washington, one of the all-time greats in Campbell women's basketball. It was amazing. Um, it was an amazing ride. We, um, I don't know, like the, girl, the girls I played with, they were all um, extremely driven um, in their own different ways, be it uh, academically or be it athletically. But I think that um, having so many players that were either kind of under the radar or just for whatever reason underlooked, with chip on their shoulder like it just it really kind of put us in a position to do some really phenomenal things um I always tell people I just I I look back and I just I'm amazed at the amount of just phenomenal players that I had the opportunity to play with during my time at Campbell I mean we just I can literally go through the list with you know the two more sisters Felicia Autry um April Cromartie, Lily Cromartie, um, Crystal Clary, Crystal Troy. Um, there's such there's a number of them that I could literally name, um, including some of the girls that I really still do keep in touch with that may not have been as impactful in record books, but are out here doing you know great and phenomenal things like you know Alyssa and Katie Reddick. They're both business owners there up in the uh, Raleigh Durham area, and then Sarita. Gambrell and you know Jarita's coaching like there's there's so many names and I know that I'm getting lots and lots of them um with the course of five years of playing there but it was um it was an amazing amazing experience Janice what's great too I want to bring it back to your recruiting story because you know right off the top Wanda takes you to play uh bowling down the, down the street at Buffalo Lanes and she was saying you were so competitive in, in this matchup that you didn't want to talk to <laughs> any of the players and, and kind of take me through that that whole story Okay, so I just, um, I don't know, like I grew up in a place where, um, you know, you don't talk to your competitors, like the people that you're playing against, they are the people that you're trying to beat. And so we don't have conversations before the game, we don't have conversations after the game. And it's funny because um, the the point guard that was there before me, Crystal, um, I can't remember her last name, she was a great point guard at Campbell, she went on to... uh, joined the military. Um, she's lefty, just phenomenal player. And she was playing on that for Bragg team. And, um, you know, she's really good friends with Rolanda Campbell and Felicia Autry and some of the other upperclassmen that we had that year. And I'm just standing over there in the corner like, we're about to play them. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was, that was always the case. You know, Coach Weiss used to always tell me that I need to, you know, get in, in the individual workouts, you know, just, you know, go about half speed, like, this is it. Like, I just want you to play dummy defense, which at the time I had no concept of. It's either you're all out on defense or you're probably standing on the sideline. So um, early on, yeah, like I am. And still to this day, as my current team can attest to, like, fiercely competitive about just about everything. 
Janice, that, that's fascinating, you know, because Crystal Smith, who you're mentioning, was, was so good yeah. at assists and, and being involved. In, and then you came in your first year and lead the team in assists, and you're on the All-Atlantic Sun team. I mean, how much fun was that to show up day one and, and be an instant contributor? I mean, I think part of, part of the reason um, in choosing Campbell was the fact that I knew they had a senior point guard graduating. Um, I knew they'd already brought in another freshman. And Monica Hall, who was the upperclassman, um, who actually ended up being my buddy my first year, Monica was the other uh, point guard that was the only one that was left on the roster the year that uh, myself and Ashley were coming in. And I can remember saying, if I come here, I can really compete for that position. I don't have to wait for anybody to graduate, and I'm all about competing. And so part of the, the business, one of the biggest reasons I ended up here, uh, there at Campbell was because of that. And so, um, you know, I just, again, like playing with such phenomenal people, um, playing a fast paced game, uh, you know, I can look back and remember like, okay, yep. I led the team and assist that year, but I also had like something crazy, like 150 something turnovers. So I let us in that as well. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's a twofold thing to having a, very quick freshman point guard with the ball in their hands. Um, but uh, I just, like, there's so many memories of that year, just being able to have, you know, all-conference players like Felicia and Ashley on that team. you got shooters on the outside, somebody that shoots over 60% on the inside. Like, you know, those assist numbers, you know, that's because people are putting the ball in the hole. So, no, that's that's a great point. And, and as a true coach today, you're, you're critiquing your own game even, t you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, Janice, what's what's great, too, about your story, you mentioned the April Cromarties of the world, these great scorers, but you were on teams, especially your last two years, that, that went deep into tournaments, competed for conference titles. What's it like being on a campus as a college student and knowing that not only are you a good team, but you're playing the UCFs of the world and these Atlantic Sun tack teams at the time and, and competing for conference titles? You know, it's, it's, when I look back at it, I still, you know, can kind of smile and smirk because, you know, uh, the coach back then for UCS uh, was uh, Lynn Bria. And she coaches down here at Stetson now, so I see her frequently. And so we, you know, we always have these conversations about, like, just back in the day and, you know, how I guess coaches in the conference at that time kind of underestimated. Um, what I would be able to do because of my size. Again, at that point in time, small point guards weren't in style at all. It wasn't until, you know, almost seven or eight years later when Ivy Latta came on the scene as a very, very small point guard and started to showcase that, you know, small guards could, in fact, get it done. And I think that, you know, playing those top teams kept us engaged as a group. Um, you know, the UCF, the Florida Internationals, uh, we had a huge game in the Carter Dome my second year. I only played three games that year. Um, and literally, yes, I can just about remember all of those five years, all of the games. But um, we had a big game at Florida International. Um, well, they played at Bowie's Creek. And, um, again, at the time, they were ranked um, in the top 25 in the country. And that game came down to the end of the game. That year, we also beat Wake Forest in Boys Creek, and so um, there's just a lot, there's a ton of memories with regards to some of the games and just being able to, you know, travel up to Duke and play in Durham in front of 7,000 
camel fans. And I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I think back on that time and it's just um, such a fondness that I have for Louise Creek and Campbell and just being an alum of uh, that, you know, just great university. And it's just awesome. We talk about the the Carter Dome a lot, and and Ricky Ray, who who works with us, and he was around when you were there as a student. You know, he always mentions one that it's ninety eight degrees, two that it didn't matter who was playing; it was a loud environment. What do you kind of remember from your days, you know, playing there back in in Carter Gym? I just remember how much we loved playing in front of our home crowd, um, and it wasn't just the home crowds that were on campus. You know, back then our games were broadcast on. Uh, channel 40 so it was like the local channel and you would go to like walmart or you would go to bojangles and people in town would be like hey little bit i saw you on my tv yesterday because those games are going to be airing on saturday so it's really cool to be out in the county and people know you and want to be you know affiliated with the winning that was associated with that program at the time but we just, I mean, we loved it. I mean, the student section, I mean, those guys used to come to the games face painted, chest painted, and they would sit right next to the fans. And, you know, opposing teams would hate it because they used to have to sit on that end and deal with the student body yelling and screaming. But it was, it was such a great place to play because it was so cozy. The atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, the the new arena is gorgeous, is phenomenal, but there's something so special about that quaint Carter gym that you just can't take away from it. When you look back at the win loss record that Wanda had, um, even you know Coach Clary before her, like when you look back at the games that were won in that building and understand like how are y'all getting this caliber of player to come to a gym this small. So it's got to be something special really and truly about the coaching staff that's bringing them in, about the environment that you're putting them in, and just, you know, the academic um, environment as well to say to these young women, here you can come. And back then, you know, the campus didn't look like it looks now. But back in the day, you know, you can get these young women from all across the country and have them come to this very, very small place that not many people have heard of and come together um, and just, you know, produce some remarkable results. You know, Janice, I think what's great, too, when you mention uh, small point guards, you know, being influential, I I look back to the the late 70s, early 80s with with the Kim Mulkey types because I was able to watch Mm -hmm. that documentary last year when they're they're comparing the old Dominion rise and and then obviously programs like Louisiana Tech and then the USC Trojans Mm -hmm. come running in. Who were some of the people that you looked up to watching basketball, especially in the women's game, and getting you ready for your career? Yeah, so definitely being a Louisiana girl like Kim Mulkey, um, you know, she was Coach Barnard's assistant up at Louisiana Tech for years and years uh, before heading over to Baylor. But uh, she and Pokey Chapman, um, who was at LSU, those guys were huge, huge idols for me um, growing up. Um, I was always, um, I was always um, a supporter of small guard. Uh, but there weren't very many of them. And so, um, you know, Teresa Witherspoon was also one of my very favorite point guards. Um, and, of course, Don Staley. I mean, 
you know, there, there's there's no one that can deny that she was just a phenomenal point guard. And that was, you know, during a time that, you know, women's basketball was really and truly starting to get the level of exposure on, you know, CBS during the Final Four and the tournament games. And so um, just always and constantly watching basketball was big for me um, all throughout high school and uh, for the good majority of my time at Campbell. I think what's neat, too, is not only did you get to play at Campbell, it's such a, a, a rising time for the program. You, you got to compete in the NCAA tournament and, and play a program in Duke right up the road that so well known what Gail was able to do there for, gosh, decades on decades. Take me through that experience of playing not only on Duke's campus, but to be in an NCAA tournament and just be part of something so special. You know, we just – so in the year preceding our championship run, the conference championship – was at Georgia State, and we had lost um, a really close game to Jacksonville State in the semifinals. And we had a team of mainly uh, juniors and sophomores at that point in time. And uh, I can remember we lost the game that Coach Watkins made it a point that we stayed. And we had to stay to watch the championship game because she wanted us to see at that point what it was that we were working towards. And so, you know, fast forward throughout the summer and everybody gets back and you can kind of see that um, it's really and truly a different type of mentality for everybody with regards to um, being zoned in and understanding what the mission is for the season. And so um, we really, you know, just set out to, you know, make sure that it was known that, you know, just because we were young, we could still get it done. So, we um we really um you know it just was a just such a good run um that there's so many really good games I can remember having um Stanford was like one of our biggest competitors that year um they had a really good post player Joey Morris I think our last name was and a really good guard Amy Cochran but um we really like it never felt like it was not going to be ours. Obviously, you know, during my last four years, I com- our biggest rival was with Georgia State, but we never felt like it wasn't going to be ours to take. And so uh, going into the tournament, I can remember, you know, telling Coach Watkins, um, we want limos. We want limos when we leave the airport, like when we finish winning, or maybe it was after we won. But I can specifically remember um, asking the limos. I have no idea why. <laughs> but, um, you know, going into that game, you know, against Georgia State uh, for the championship that year, we really, um, I think we're a little bit nervous going in. We started out, I, I feel like we were down either 13 or 14 at one point in the first half. Uh, but we didn't get off to a very good start. And then slowly but surely we started to kind of work our way back in and get ourselves comfortable. And we really just, you know, started to play like ourselves. And um, it was exciting. Um, it was exciting. And, um, I mean, I, I really, like, I think about it. And I'm like, my voice is a little bit quivering just because like, it's such a good feeling. It's very difficult to describe what it's like in those moments because, you know, the majority, you, it's that thing where, you know, within your team locker rooms, you're always and constantly telling your team, like, it's us against everybody out there because nobody thinks you can win. And it felt like 
it was ours, and at the same time, nobody thought that we could win it except us. And so um, it was just so great and so special, and just you know the the, the feeling when you get to throw the ball up in the air at the end of the game, and you're teamed up, and you know just. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Very difficult to describe exactly how how that is. No doubt, an overwhelming feeling. I mean, gosh, you you make it to a conference title your your last two years, and and to be able to win it obviously is so special. Janice, I'm always curious as a player like yourself who goes into coaching. Um, you had the honor in a couple of regimes to work under Wanda Watkins, who you played for obviously, and and then got to work so many years under. A lot of lessons could be learned, but what was it like? learning underneath her and being able to pick her brain about the coaching industry? Um, it's great. You know, I think um, initially it was hard, uh, mainly because I coached like I played. I was very intense as a player. I was always on 1,000 as a player. And it took me a really long time to figure out that I couldn't be that way as a coach. And I, um, I really just... It took, like I said, it took a long time because as a player, I have very little patience. <laughs> I have very little patience um, for things not going the way that they're supposed to go when it was something within your control. But at the same time, as a coach, I had to get better about, um, I had to learn about relationships. Those are the biggest things that I think I learned from Coach Watkins, um, just how important it is to develop relationships because these players um, as young women growing up, there are so many things that are going on in their lives that are, you know, outside of their control. Um, But basketball is such a very small part of who they are. And the unfortunate thing for basketball players is that they think it's the majority of their identity. And so getting them to understand their their value and know how important they are to me and how much I care for and love them, um, not just as basketball players, not just about, you know, what production can you provide me on the court, but for them to know and understand how much I want them to succeed at life. So not just about basketball, but taking these team dynamics and turning them into life lessons because once you're done playing basketball and you hit the real world, it's going to be important that you're a responsible adult. It's going to be important that you get to places on time. All of these things that all of us that play for Coach Watkins know and understand, like when you show up somewhere, dress like you look like somebody, right? Get your shirts tucked in and, you know, arrive early. Don't arrive on time because then you're late. Absolutely um, going to get there early. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and these are all things that, you know, as a coach, I found myself um, preaching to my team uh, because you see the correlation between uh, team dynamics and adults that are living successful lives at different le- at different levels. Janice, in your second stint, this was kind of right when I uh, got to Campbell, I got to see your role really develop Rayshon Edwards, who was such a good leader and yeah. kind of became a fantastic player as she as she mm-hmm. developed. What was that dynamic like of you being a point guard and, and working with her and, and seeing her just continue to blossom those last few years? Yeah, um, I love Ray. Um, it was awesome, you know, because I feel like she's 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 kind of like a kid that I felt like had – lost a lot of confidence. She had an injury um, and had to sit out, I think, almost two years. Like, So she didn't play 
very much before I got there. And I can just remember watching film on her before I'd been, before I'd gotten back to Campbell. And I can remember watching film on her and when I met her. I just, you know, we're walking down the hall, I put my arm around her shoulder. I'm like, man, you are going to be a phenomenal point guard. And she looked at me and she was just kind of like, why would you say that? Like, I didn't even play last year. I was like, I know, but I see it. And just trying to hammer home to her, like, hey, listen, even if you don't feel it in your heart yet, that you're the best player on the court, you have got to continually tell yourself that. Like, because when you are able to start walking with that level of confidence, not arrogance, but just believing in yourself, once you're able to do that, then your teammates are going to see it in you too. I said, and eventually you will have done it long enough that now it's not even just about believing it, you know it. It's like every time you walk in the gym, you should know and believe you're the best point guard in the house. And so constantly just trying to remind her of that, you know, once we got past her, her first year uh, when I was there, um, after that, the, the conversation became what she needed to do to get better as a player. So the first year, I just really spent just talking to her about confidence and always being confident in what she's doing. Then after that, we started to talk about like, okay, you need to be able to work these layups. You get to the basket very easily, but you got to be able to finish different types of layups. And so I gave her a list and literally the list had seven different types of layups on it. And she goes, I literally only thought there was one layup. (laughs) So I was like, no, there's like a ton of different kinds of layups because you're going to use these different things based on what the defenders are throwing at you. And so we would sit and have all of these really long conversations um, just about point guarding. Uh, We had, uh, Coach Watkins and I had developed a leadership for point guards book way back when Lauren Arthur was a point guard for us. And um, one of the things I started to do with Ray is go through that. And it literally was like a month-to-month breakdown of point guarding, both on the court and off the court, and understanding your teammates and understanding how to get them going and all of these different tools that she needed to become a more cerebral point guard because she had all the athletic skills and tools. I mean, she's such a good player. And so just trying to bring out uh, the more mental part of the game for her was important. I always find fascinating with, with your staff, that second stint, uh, especially with, with Coach Weiss and, and Coach Watkins and yourself. That's three point guards who are, are very passionate. They're very uh, dedicated to their craft. What was it like just working with, with all three? And there's so many more coaches, of course, but having you mm-hmm. three all together as point guards kind of breaking it down. Well, I think the second time I came to Campbell, when I came back, it was a little bit different because the first time around, it was more about just learning and watching them and watching what they were doing and trying to emulate what they were doing because um, I wasn't a teacher by training. And so a lot of times with younger coaches, it's difficult because when you are explaining and you're very technical, the people that you're talking to may not understand exactly what it is you mean or what you're saying. And so uh, the first few years on the staff, I I was there just basically emulating a lot of what they were doing. Um, When I left, uh, during the five years that I was gone, I did AAU and I also did high school, um, which really and truly um, taught me a certain level of patience and taught me um, being able to break down things at a very fundamental level. And so when I came back to Campbell, I think I was probably a little bit better with being able to 
go out and start a drill on my own without having Coach Weiss to say, hey, small fry, uh, can you have them run this drill? So I was a little bit more prepared to kind of be able to step in. Um, and they were, you know, encouraging and they were, you know, absolutely free, like allowing me to do that. Um, so that's, you know, one of the biggest differences from my first time to my second time. But being able to, you know, still be on the staff with Coach Watkins and Coach Weiss is, is amazing because they're very passionate about basketball, and most coaches are. But to have that level of passion after doing it for so many years is huge. And so being able to kind of sit with them and still see on a day-to-day basis how much they're putting into it, um, even when it seemed as though, <laughs> you know, we were having some struggles, but they're constantly giving their all, giving their all to it. And so it just – it's always good to sit with people that, you know, have really, really given – and given to um, basketball. What I love, too, about your career, you mentioned that you keep track of every game and, and have a, a, a photographic memory. So I want to ask you about one in particular. Um, let, let's go back to the year 2000. You're, you're playing Samford here in Carter Gym, and you post 15 assists, which yep. is just a, a, an astronomical number. Uh, I believe you actually tied Wanda for the most assists in a, in a Campbell game yep. all the time. So what do you yep. remember from that night and, and just being able to be so efficient? The biggest memory of that game is not the 16 assists. It's the fact that I got a block against their tallest player in transition. Now, ask Coach Watkins if she remembers that because that's the biggest key of that game. <laughs> not the 16 assists, the one block by a 5'1 kid on a 6'4 kid. <laughs> so, um, but that um, that game really just, you know, everybody ran the court. They filled the lanes. Like, I can remember a specific possession where Lisa Rugg is outlet, is, you know, getting me the outlet, and I'm going right to the middle and pointing people to which lanes to go to and then giving them the ball. Um, you know, Sarah shot. I feel like Sarah shot really well that game as well. Um, but there's, uh, there's so many <laughs> different points. I'm laughing thinking about this game. Um, but it's really just uh, about making sure you're you're able to get the ball to people at the right times where they can be successful. Um, you know, Lisa Rugg and April Camardi were just very, very efficient in what they were able to do. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily about how many times I could get a certain person the ball. It's more about how can I put them in the best position on the court to be successful once they get the ball? No, and we saw plenty of that both with you as a player and, and you as a coach. And Janice, I want to touch on now the, the next step in your life because such an exciting opportunity to be a head coach at, at Daytona State, you know, moving down to Florida. And just give me a sense of, of what it's been like not only multiple years now as a head coach, but you, you watch Wanda, you see what she's doing in that seat, and now to kind of be the head honcho and, and run your own program. Yeah, so um, this is the start. Yeah, this is the start of my fifth year here at Daytona State. Um, so this will be my sixth year um, as a head coach. Um, I've I spent a year before I came back to Campbell for my second stint. I spent a year at Lackawanna College um, as well as a head coach there. Um, but here, it's been it's been great uh, being able to come into a situation where. I'm able to build a program because it's junior college. A lot of times you got to flip the roster 
every year. Sometimes you got to flip the roster every other year. Uh, but being able to come in and kind of, you know, run a program the way that um, I want to run it, a lot of the things and a lot of the tools that I learned from Coach Watkins with regards to um, developing a program are inherent in what we do here. Um, you know, we do the buddy system. We do a team notebook. Everybody knows time for stuff. If you're uh, not early, then you're late. Um, kids are expected to sit in the first couple of rows in class. Overall, team GPA, uh, we've averaged out at a 3.0, but our goal is 3.25. But a lot of the things that I learned from Coach Watkins, Coach Weiss, Coach Caldwell, Coach Sullivan, who I actually see down here in Tampa quite often, uh, Nikki Sullivan, um, and then um, Coach Copeland, Coach Griffin, um, all of our grad assistants that we had during our time there. Um, a lot of the stuff that we implement here is really geared and catered around just um, developing a holistic student-athlete. Um, trying to get them to understand time management. We have weekly academic meetings with them, uh, like Coach Lawrence used to have with me my freshman year. Um, we, we, if they tutors, we take care of getting them tutoring. Um, there's just, it, there's just a much more hands-on approach. I think uh, that's the way I learned it, um, and that's that's the way we've done it uh, during the time that I've been here. Because watching Coach Watkins do it for. 30 plus years has proven that it's a successful method. And so just being hands-on and micromanaging the things that are important, which for the most part is everything. <laughs> and so um, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't think that push Watkins micromanage everything. I think that, you know, those more important things that were really vital to a student athlete's success, she wanted to make sure that we were doing uh, the right things, making sure that we understood like some of these processes they're, they're right and they're good for student athletes. And so that's what we do here uh, because I just want to make sure that the players that I'm able to service are able to graduate and go on to whatever success looks like for them at the next level. It might be an NAI school. It might be a Division One, Division Two. I've had some high major kids. Um, or it might be that they only want to come for two years and get their degree and then move on to their career field. So... Uh, every situation is different, and we just take that in mind and just try to put them in positions to where they really and truly feel like they have had a good experience when they leave here and when they graduate. Janice, to bring that full circle, uh, this year, Carmela Walker, who played for you the, the last couple yeah. of years, you know, she's at Charleston Southern now, and then all of a sudden we're working yeah. the home game with Wanda and I, and out of the blue she walks up, and, and I kind of knew the connection, but, you know, it, it took me a minute to put it together. And, and she goes, hey, Wanda, you know, I played for Janice. I just want to thank you for this, this, and this. And they had a good five, ten-minute conversation. So it, it certainly seems like you've you've trained them well down there. Yeah, I can remember. Uh, so Carmela, um, great kid, by the way, uh, just a phenomenal kid. She's a local kid. She's from like 20 minutes from Daytona Beach. When we recruited her, I told my recruiting coordinator to stop sending me to New Smyrna Beach because I could not get that kid to say a word to me. So – um, you know, fast forward six months later and she commits and then comes here, does such a phenomenal job, gets gets inducted into the Daytona State Hall of Fame after her two years here. And so when she's, you know, at Charleston Southern, we're having, you know, conversations maybe once a month at this point, and she sends me a message like, 
this campus is pretty, Coach. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so she's at Campbell's. And I was like, oh, that's right. Y'all are playing there tonight. Please make sure you go up and introduce yourself to my coach. And she's like, I will, because she's been, obviously, she's been in my office here at Daytona State. She sees my pictures with Coach Watkins, and she sees that, um, you know, I've got a lot of Campbell stuff up in there. And so she really, uh, as one of the players that really would sit in my office and watch film and talk to me, um, she really understands how much I love Campbell. And so when she got there, she was just like, I got to make sure I talk to Coach Watkins. And so when she did she when she let me know that she was going to I was just all excited about it yeah that's so neat and and Janice since you've been a part of so many years as a player and, and as a coach in multiple stints my, my final question would be just the relationships that you guys have built you know we see it every year at alumni day where gosh there's 60 to 100 former players and staff that, that show up every year what is it yeah. what does it take to have a, a group that's so dedicated to that and then also to just what have you enjoyed about being able to interact with, with so many fine young ladies and now women in their adulthood just enjoying their basketball career? Well, I, I think the greatest thing um, is that regardless of, you know, now there's, you know, the coaching change, Coach Watkins is the administration, the tie that binds us all is the fact that we played at Campbell. You know, the fact that we played for, you know, Coach Watkins, or Coach Clary in some cases, um, or Coach Fisher, that's secondary. But the fact that we all went to Campbell and played basketball there, um, that's the first thing. And so those are the ties that bind us. And just being able to have conversations about, like, man, remember when there was just the flashing yellow light here on this corner? And then they upgraded it to a red light, and now there's not a red light anymore. There's a traffic circle. And so... <laughs> Um, you know, having those conversations about, you know, such huge differences in not only the campus, but then when you talk to the players and, you know, they they come in, they're like, man, Coach Watkins was so different from my first year to now, or, you know, or you're so different from, you know, when you coached me to now. Um, but just being able to connect with them and see, um, and see their growth as young people and see that they've, you know, gone on to do some phenomenal things um there's so many teachers in the group uh there's quite a few pharmaceutical science majors in the group but they're all you know kids that um in various ways have really truly appreciated their opportunity to play for the women's basketball team there at Campbell well Janice of course you were a conference champion you were really fun to be around in my couple years I got to see you and, and I we really appreciate the time because I know how much you enjoyed being a part of this program and, and great to have you here on the podcast. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much. 